0: RPG Lessons Learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPGLL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. RPGLL Podcast at gmail.com. And check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Hi, welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes. And with me, as usual, is Brian. Hey, Dusty, how's it going? It's going well, Brian. I'm sick. And Mike. Hi. it's a very sedate I
1: don't know I don't know what's going on I'm already confused
0: so in today's episode um again it's it's worked so well in the past I am again ambushing the guys with the show concept that they don't know anything about um I think the spontaneity works sometimes but for now unlike most shows these guys are flying without the benefit of show notes guys what I want to talk to you about it's yet another episode about our upcoming campaign um, but this episode isn't about any of the specifics. This episode is my way of saying, I want to talk about the campaign structure. See, I've run two bloated campaigns back to back. The Pathfinder campaign had a whole middle section that we could have cut out. And the East Texas University campaign, though it is finishing up, has certainly had sessions that haven't you know contributed overall. So I've run two back to back bloated campaigns. I've run some individual sessions in both campaigns that have been top-notch and I've learned a lot. And I think I'm, I'm I'm starting to put together what it takes to run a great session, but what does it take to structure a great campaign? And how can I run a lean, mean, non-bloated campaign? And that's what today's gonna be about.
1: So let's maybe start by quantifying and defining bloated. Cause when you describe our ETU campaign as bloated, I have to disagree with that. I think every session we've run in that has ran under two hours and we've not had any sessions cross from, from, we've not had any, 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 any story parts cross from campaign to campaign. So we've not had to, you know, stop stuff in the middle and pick it back up later.
0: True. I guess what I'm thinking of is, is how many of the episodes have wound up being filler. So when I had the idea for the ETU campaign and I had the idea to run all the one-sheets, um, it felt like it was gonna be really tight, but I didn't do a great job strengthening the relationship between the one-sheets. So how about this, Mike? Maybe the Pathfinder campaign was bloated, but the East Texas University campaign, while perhaps not bloated, is certainly more episodic than I would like and less of a saga just like an episode of a sitcom from the eighties, like an episode of full house at the end of the episode, you're right back where you started. That way you can watch the episodes in any order.
1: Gotcha. That makes, that makes much more sense. Okay.
0: So it's, it's, it's less connected. It's, it's less flowy. To try to get to what are you guys looking for out of a campaign? I want to walk through a campaign backwards, a hypothetical campaign. So my first question for you is, okay, close your eyes. You are at the last session of a hypothetical campaign. In fact, it's after the last session. You have just packed up your dice and you're ready to walk out of, you know, whatever game room we've just been playing in. In your ideal scenario, when, when you imagine awesome D&D by an awesome DM and you just finished an amazing campaign, what did your characters accomplish?
2: I, I'm i just going to go ahead and say that we overcame um some sort of recurring, uh, villain or, I mean, so I, or like a common thread or a plot point that ran through the entire campaign. And the campaign wasn't just a bunch of disjointed, uh, sessions. Like I feel that the ETU game is sort of becoming. How about you, Mike?
1: I have trouble answering that from, from the perspective of, of what I feel my, my character accomplished. I think the first thing I expect is that I come off the campaign with basically two feelings of, man, I had a great time in every session of this game and that we all feel like, like we had fun. Right. So that's, that's always the first thing I come off with. I kind of struggle in identifying what, what I want my character to achieve in a campaign.
0: Okay. So, so how about you, the player, what did you, the player experience? So Mike, you've answered that you walked away feeling like you had a bunch of fun sessions and an overall fun campaign. Yeah, Brian, you sort of just threw out a version of what I said earlier when I criticized Pathfinder and ETU. You basically said, "Hey, you know, it's it's tight and it's and it's not
2: disjointed." I didn't. I, I didn't say it was tight and not disjointed. I, I said it was not disjointed, but I said that there was like a like a common theme or something that uh, specifically tied the the games together or many of the games together where you know thinking about um again etu it's really sort of just our characters are going through a monster of the week and there are some themes but like i don't know i'm thinking like um like a a character arc from like a, a really good season of say buffy the vampire slayer or just a tv series that uh that operates on a season by season basis and there is some sort of uh threat that they have to overcome and it takes the entire season to do it what's your favorite example of that um man so uh
1: legend of zelda you're you're encountered with your primary protagonist within the first hour the first level of the game and the entire you know theme of that game is building up to overcome that same antagonist at the end of the game
2: the last good legend of zelda was like a link to the past on the super nintendo so if it didn't like you know come like before that I I don't really know what you're talking about.
1: They're all good. Legend of Zelda and and link to the past is perfectly that, right? So Agamemnon, Agnaham, whatever his name was, he was the primary villain. There was a twist at the very end that he became Ganon with illusions and throughout the whole game that he was Ganon. But the whole thing of link to the past was getting the crystals, getting the stones to bind the power, to be able to fight Agnanham. And then you go into the dark world and he turns into Ganon. Sorry, thinking about Thanos. (laughs)
2: <laughs> or Manos, the Hands of Fate. That one too.
1: But yeah, that I, I think that's something we haven't done in RPGs yet. Is that whole, you know, I hate to call it JRPG because that's what it really is based on. But that whole, this is your clear antagonist. Spend the whole game getting the power to
2: defeat said antagonist.
0: That's true. We haven't done that. All right. So, so Brian, how about so? So Mike, awesome example. I'm pumped about that. Actually,
2: he he articulated what I was trying to say, which is which is basically that there is a clear enemy that you have to encounter throughout the where you, you you have they're working they're either working in the background or you're uh or they're directly in conflict with you throughout the course of the of events of of the campaign or the season or whatever and you at, at the end you overcome them
0: all right so that's the very end to so the very end of the campaign what you've accomplished is beating this foe that you've known about since the first session that's what you're saying yeah, that's what you accomplished. Okay, that's good. All right, that's the very end of the campaign. Let's take one step back. What did that final battle look like in your ideal, imaginary campaign?
2: It's got to be epic. I was
1: gonna, I was going to jokingly say epic. I'm glad you
2: said it. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. It's got. it It's not. It can't just be. It, what does yet. epic mean, though? We, it like, mean it,
0: th- it, it. and put it in the context of. You're sitting around a table rolling dice. What does epic mean? What
2: do you want to experience? So, here, so here's the thing. So uh, an, a tabletop RPG is it's it's a matter of um, statistics. I mean, so we're in the previous episode, uh, you were talking about how Chris uh, double critted and was able to basically like one hit kill the 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 big bad of the of the session. I mean, you don't want to have that. <laughs> In the 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 final encounter of the campaign, you want to have something, you want to have it constructed so that they're, <clears throat> so that uh, it's it's uh, somewhat drawn out uh, and exciting, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be it could be, but ideally it wouldn't just be like a one sided, um, you know, either a wipe of the players or just uh, a smash of the of of the of the enemy. All right, hypothetical question
0: um i still want to revisit what epic means but let's say epic means it's a back and forth pitched battle with a fair amount of uncertainty as to who's going to come out on top let's say that's what epic means let's say i tune the encounter to be that hard and then you guys take three or four bad dice rolls in a row or the main antagonist makes three or four great dice rolls in a roll in a row and you wipe on the last bad guy of the whole campaign
1: reload the save file try again <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, that, so,
2: so it, it isn't isn't that like what we've been talking about now for 65 episodes like how do you how do you make things how do you make it fun i mean it that's the challenge i mean yes it you absolutely could do that and if, I, if you lose th- in that
0: combat what do we do do we walk away saying well you lost the campaign let's start a new campaign
2: I mean, you, that's kind of what you'd have to do. I mean, you, or you could say, "Hey, let's you, we could play it like we've played it before, uh, where there's like a, a go back." Hey, maybe the, maybe they didn't, uh, maybe they didn't kill you. Maybe they just uh, you know locked you away, and maybe make a couple other uh, couple of other uh, sessions out of it. I mean, that 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 doesn't seem like it would be nearly as fun. But when it comes to, it's not a game of chance. It's a game of skill. But when there is an element of ran- randomness in it, I mean, that can happen. You know, I just
1: had a thought. What if, uh, what if you did like a, uh, a doctor strange with it and just like every time you died. You went back further, right? Like, like your ancestors then had to take up this quest to uh, to to build up the strength, to build up the power. Your descendants, whatever, or maybe even your ancestors. You could do like, uh, since we're talking about Zelda, you you could do a uh, Wind Waker, where you know it's like hundreds of years since the last encounter, and now your actual ancestors are having to take up the power to to fight this unsealed. It, go, it, go,
2: it goes back in time, and your ancestors are. <laughs> yeah. uh- and, and if your ancestors are able to overcome Ganondorf, uh, you never actually have to, that campaign that you went through never actually happened.
1: Yep, pretty much. I mean, there's a ton of things you can do with it, right? And, and, and the, the, the sad truth of it is is that if if your party does fail, then it has to be a conversation of the party of how do you want to handle this? Do you want to walk away from the campaign? Do you want me to try and 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 make up a gimmick to have your new existing characters get to try again or do you want to set a new campaign in this same universe with the same antagonist?
0: If I asked you that question right now, which of those options would you choose? And I don't know, really, man. It's the end of a campaign. So it's it's, you know, the 10 sessions, 15 sessions, 20 sessions. It's the end of a campaign. Do you really want to try to start over or or extend it by five more sessions to give your ancestors a shot? Or are you just kind of done and you lost and you move on i
1: think that would depend on how much fun i had during the campaign right if if i felt like it was a really vibrant you know in-depth world that you've built that that i wouldn't mind kind of maybe i don't want to say replaying the same content but maybe replaying through that content on a new slant that could be an option um knowing me though i'd probably just say let's let's walk away because i would feel like a failure and i wouldn't want to
0: live in that failure <laughs> would that failure be a good memory or a bad memory in five or ten years when we reminisce about that campaign
1: that's a really hard answer as well bad memory i i'd probably lean toward bad memory
2: mm. see that yeah that, that and that that's a, that's
0: the hard part yeah as a GN, that puts a lot on me it puts a lot on me to somehow stack the deck in your favor in the last fight and i don't want to do that
2: I, I, I don't want you to
0: do it they and this is why people are reluctant to engage with with D&D the responsibility of managing not just a session but a campaign not just a session but 20 sessions or 40 sessions or god knows how many um it's hard it's it's a lot i think about it every time i take up that weight and and start running a session i i think about the campaign the session the npcs all of it it's it's overwhelming all right let's take a step let's 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 move backwards in time from the final battle. So we'll say the final battle, it's epic, meaning there's a chance you could fail. And it's back and forth, and it's not anticlimactic. It's difficult so that when you finish it, it was an accomplishment. Do we agree that's what the final battle feels like, looks like? Yeah. Yes. All right, let's take a step back and and think about all the sessions between the first session and the last session. So session two... To session x minus one or end minus one in those sessions what are you doing what's different about you how do you encounter Ganon for lack of a better term you know what about you in the first session where you couldn't fight him versus you in the last session where you can fight him what's changed what journey have you had to go on? And don't just talk about game mechanics. I don't I don't want you to say, well, the difference is we're level twenty, Dusty. <laughs>
1: That's what I mean We'll gonna never say. be level you know, twenty.
0: <laughs> in, in the story of the game, what's different about your characters?
1: See, that's what I struggle with the most, right? Because every time I think about this scenario, nothing has changed about my character because I've always approached it from video games. So nothing actually changes about your character. It really is just a difference in, in strengths level inventory. Um, so, I mean, I would guess you would have to approach it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I want to say skills, but that's still just a game mechanic, right?
0: Well... But, but I mean, talk about skills, that's fine. Anything that has a real-world analog that your character would notice is fine. But just saying, oh, well, we'd be level 20, that's a cop-out. You know, level, being level 20 is fair, but what does that actually mean in the story of the game? Does being level 20 mean that you took on some godhood? Does being level 20 mean that you have turned into the Michael Jordan of combat? Does You know, what does level 20 mean, and what did you have to sacrifice to get there?
2: You know, just what's different about
0: you that makes you able to take on the bad guy from a story
2: standpoint?
1: I'll let Brian answer this one.
2: (laughs) I mean, so as far as, like, character development goes, I don't know specifically because I think a lot of that depends on the character, but I personally would definitely have a much better understanding of my character. I would understand more what makes the character tick. Uh, I would be able to empathize more with the character on their motivations. I mean, I would be able to... And honestly, I would understand... uh, how to play as the character well yeah that comes down to mechanics i would still understand what what is the best uh what are the best tactics to take given a, a specific situation because over the course of the campaign i would have learned how to uh best sequence my uh skills or abilities or attacks to uh, you know best have the reach the best outcome in combat. I mean so yeah so I if you take that and you say well how does that look in in the the, the story of, of the character? I mean the character learns the character again becomes uh, a better combatant or a better wizard uh, there's there's definite growth while I, I may just have a better understanding of you know the the specific uh, character style of that uh, system. Uh, it's represented in how well the character is able to, you know, utilize whatever their uh given powers or techniques are.
0: So let's go back to the Zelda example. What's different about Link right before the last battle versus right after the first time he encounters Ganon? Yes, the
2: sword that he needs to
0: hurt Ganon. There's,
1: yeah. The master sword and his number of hearts.
0: Yeah. All right. So basically he's, he's gone and found a MacGuffin.
2: Yep. Link has Link is like a I I love the idea of like from a story perspective of the campaign but I think Link is a terrible example from when it comes down to a character because Link is as static as can be.
1: Oh yeah, he he's he's a blank slate. He's just he, there he's for cypher. you to write whatever you want to write on him. Yeah, he has no
2: character. But but there but there's no progression. There's 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 little little progression throughout the game when it comes to Link as a character, his motivations, you know what have you. Really, his motivation is just to finish the game.
1: Right. the the only The only other thing I can think of, character wise, that that could make a difference in a campaign is is if my character either becomes aligned with, um, either either the the polar opposite power that he needs to overcome his antagonist, or he becomes more powerful in the negative alignment that the the antagonist is already aligned with so so either he becomes a greater villain to defeat the villain or he becomes the greatest good to be the polar opposite that's really hard to do in a party in D because i i don't know if if that would be a fair thing you could even try to pull off right every everybody wouldn't be able to be that that special you know, that special, uh, uh, special angel or demon.
0: Let's go with a more polarizing example. What's and 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 by the way, there's no answer. I'm trying to lead you to. I'm just trying to ask questions to to gather thoughts. I, I don't know the right answers to this at all. What's different about Luke in Return of the Jedi versus uh, A New Hope?
2: He has a he has a black robe on. <laughs> he's <laughs> he has a black he's, robe he's, on
0: and he has a green lightsaber.
2: And he has a scar he's
1: positively aligned with the light side of the force to be the polar opposite of the dark side I, you know, here's but wasn't he luke.
0: In, in a new hope yes yeah so what's
2: different about luke he is he is slightly somewhat slightly more trained and skilled than he was but in jedi he's still i mean he's he's, he's way overconfident in yeah. his own abilities um which, you know, which at that point in his, char- his progression as a character, I mean, that's, that, that is what, that's all is necessary. You know, by the time you see him again in the, what is it, The Last Jedi, he's, you know, way more godlike. Uh, but yeah, he, he is somewhat more skilled in, in, in Return of the Jedi.
1: In Return of the Jedi, he was only skilled enough with his use of the Force to convince his father that being aligned with the dark side of the Force was wrong. That was his main skill
0: so maybe these fiction examples aren't good maybe they're not great for a tabletop <laughs> campaign what what do you want to do like what happens what fills the space and set from session two to session end minus one to get you to where you can defeat the bad guy do you want to go in search of a bunch of MacGuffins? is it something about personal growth is it something about you know what does each of your characters need to do story wise and mechanics wise you know or story wise that that, that that we flavor as mechanics to be able to take on the bad guy something's got to be different you, ju- you just told me you gave yeah. me this great hook where you want to meet your main villain right away in session one and you want to not be able to defeat them until session last so great i'm gonna take that and i'm gonna use it that is Awesome. What do you want to happen to let you be able to beat them?
2: I mean, if you look at, like, if we use the video game analogy uh, that like that Mike is using, uh, I'll, I'll go to uh, Metroid, another Nintendo property. You don't, like, fight Mother Brain again until the end of the game, but you have, like, Ridley and all these other characters that are, like, uh, aligned with Mother Brain that you challenge along the way. So you have to have something set up to where there's a... Um, a, a stable of or a or a rogues gallery that are are aligned with the big bad being the person at the top, and you basically have to work your way up the up the ladder until you get to them,
1: with each sub boss being the key to the macguffin that aligns you on your journey.
2: Yeah, yeah, or just standing in your way to get to uh either a piece of information or, like in a video game, but like a literal piece of property that you have to traverse to get to the you know, to the next, uh, or, the, or the stage instead of property is probably a better way of putting it.
1: You know, uh, that actually sparked, instead of instead of doing a line of MacGuffins, you could almost kind of do it like Crime Syndicate, right? Like you, you have to take out all the layers of the Crime Syndicate before you can actually physically gain entrance to the big bad, right? So it, it becomes less about MacGuffins and more about working your way through the layers of Evil Order X
2: yeah not just not just like layers of like the uh the characters or the rogues but like literal physical layers of uh like a terrain or like a plane where you know there's you literally unlock new areas as you go about
1: oh yeah like that like like you you can't access the portal to to world y until you defeat the gatekeeper in yeah, world or you, x
2: or yeah yeah at the at the end you know that you have to go to like uh mount doom and yeah. you know through the, the 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 ring in or whatever and uh you you have to you have to actually travel to get there we're not going to talk right. about the eagles
0: i'm a little concerned at this point that we're turning our next campaign into a video
2: game <laughs> hey we know we, we we talk about what we know <laughs> you <Yep. Yep. laughs> know
0: Um, I'm a little concerned about it, but at the same time, you know, video games do this because it works. So I'm I'm willing to try it. How do I let you guys individually have your characters develop within that framework? Because Link is about one person. It's easy. Metroid is about one person. It's easy. How do you do that with an ensemble cast?
1: Yeah, I think that's where you're going to come into the real difficulty with this. Um... If I'm answering in a video game type thing, I I build my party based on their strengths and weaknesses to supplement a rounder cast of characters who have a better chance of succeeding. Which is a really crappy answer, and I kind of regret that I said it out loud.
2: And let's just copy. Let's just copy like Lord of the Rings and we just can, be done with it. We can
1: just copy Secret of Mana. It's already been done. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But what's different about this versus Secret of Mana is you guys are getting to experience it, and you guys are getting to have this individual character growth in addition to the overall plot growth.
2: I've experienced Secret of Mana.
0: But not with friends, not in multiplayer. Okay, so basically individual plots, we're kind of stuck. We're not, we're not sure how that happened, so I'll have, to, I'll have to figure that out as we go. All right, let's end this up. So as we as we work our way backwards, we've now worked our way all the way back to the very first session what does the first session of a great campaign look like?
1: You drop an actual ocarina that we have to figure out how to play to go back in
2: time. <laughs> Sorry. I think, it, I think it has to be like the, the first chapter of a book or if we use the, like the TV uh, season analogy, uh, like the first episode. Um, I mean, for example, uh, going back to, I don't know why it's the first thing I thought of, but like the first Dexter book, or the Dexter TV series. Uh, at the end, I mean, something unexpected happens. You have this guy who's a serial killer, and he finds out that there's another serial killer out there just like him, and he's been challenged to, you know, to a game. And you're like, oh, well, I didn't expect that. You know, something novel that is just like a, a hook that uh, draws you in. Um, whether that hook is you know you play the game and there's a there's an npc and the npc uh gets taken at the end of the game and then you have to spend the rest of the the campaign trying to get them back just something that you wouldn't normally expect uh in a game because i don't think we've done that so okay. you would
0: want the first session of the campaign to basically be that opening animation from double dragon yes where, yes. They, where they steal
2: double dragon 2 jimmy same, same and thing. billy's girlfriend hmm
0: and you want to encounter the, the main boss in that first session
2: yeah encounter it, physically
0: or just no, or, or be aware of them
2: yeah it doesn't have to be it could be, could be a note left you know that uh uh the viper is coming or you know anything like that
1: i personally would prefer an actual physical encounter because it's kind of always that that's that real hook of the trope right that that you had a chance to prevent it, but you failed. So
2: the rest of your campaign.
1: Or, go ahead. Yeah,
2: or or the 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 big bad shows up and just completely outclasses you. So yeah.
0: this is antithetical to most of the DM advice out there because in, in thread after thread after thread on Reddit, and and in show after show after show that I listen to of other shows, the advice is never put an NPC in front of your players that you're not ready to have them kill because they will find a way to kill this NPC, no matter how overpowered you think they are. And you're telling me to put the main boss right in front of you in the first session.
2: I mean, if if we start off as a level one or whatever the version is, and the the boss shows up and they're like a CR 10, yeah, there's no way we're gonna beat somebody uh, somebody that would be like a CR 10 or whatever. Uh, It's just not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd buy that. I don't I don't see how you couldn't make a super OP boss villain that would be impossible for a level zero,
2: level one players well, to kill.
0: I, I certainly could, but then my question becomes, okay, why didn't they kill you?
2: Well, I mean it, it is an it, it 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 is cooperative fiction, isn't it? So I mean I mean it comes down to there has to be a hook. I mean But there also I there mean, also
0: has to be versatilitude and 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 I agree with you, Brian, it's cooperative, which is why we're discussing it now we we're, we're trying to lay out the structure that we're all going to adhere to in an, in an
2: upcoming campaign. I agree with that. Not every character is homicidal. Not every character's, you know, goal is death.
1: And 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 even if they are, the answer to that could also simply be arrogance, right? There's the 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 great big bad who knows he's a great big bad. Oh ha ha ha, this little wimpy kid thought he could stand up to me. I humiliated him. In front of his entire, you know, village, town, family, whatever. And, oh, I also kidnapped his girlfriend. Ha, ha, ha.
2: What uh, a lot of people just want over other people is not to kill them. It's just to have power over them. Yep. So if you can if you can show that you have power over somebody else, that for, to some people uh, gives them a sense of uh, contentment or satisfaction that, uh, you know, where just physically killing somebody wouldn't necessarily, you know, drive...
0: Alright, so let's talk. Let's say we run this campaign. In the first session, you meet a big bad. The big bad takes something that's important to you. You try to beat the big bad and you can't because they outclass you, they're more powerful than you, and you're beneath their notice. The big bad gets away. You spend, you know, two or 10 or 15 sessions Getting more powerful, acquiring objects, acquiring knowledge, acquiring skills, um, becoming the best at various things that you can be. You have your individual development where, you know, in this episode, Mike becomes the best cleric he can be. And then two episodes later, Brian becomes the best fighter he can be. And, and, and everyone's working toward that. Everyone gets their own MacGuffins, their own weapons. You go into combat, you, you, you defeat the big bad. Does it still sound as good to you? laid out like that and you're like yeah that sounds awesome or as i lay it all out from beginning to end like that are you like man that's like any other video game i could ever play
2: that sounds boring
1: i'm gonna give the same answer i gave at the beginning of the episode it depends on how much fun i have on the journey
2: yeah it's it's about the journey not the destination like you asked before like 10 years later would that session you know would that be a downer and it probably would, but if we had fun along the way, I mean, the, the, you know, that tends to to make the the just a single isolated uh, moment in the campaign less less important.
0: I'm not sure what I've learned in this episode.
2: Nothing. I don't <laughs> think you've learned anything. We are fickle. That is that's what we've learned. So
0: I don't know. I think I've learned some things. I, I've learned that you want to know from the first session what is your campaign level goal as well as your session level goal, and we've never done that, by the way. Yeah, Pathfinder, we opened up with open campaign goals. Hey, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to take over the city? Do you want to make friends? Do you want to leave the city? I left it open so there was no campaign goal. And ETU, we've just been going episodic session to session with no overarching campaign goal. So I have learned that for sure. The campaign needs a goal that is clearly definable from the first episode. That way when when that thing occurs, Or you permanently fail to make it occur we know for sure the campaign is over that's my main takeaway and then the other takeaway is uh, I still don't know how to structure it I guess but but oh you know what my my other takeaway is you, you guys need someone to hate you guys are telling me that I'm sure when Ganon shows up in the first level of a Zelda game and you can't beat him and he does evil stuff and he laughs at you it makes you the player hate his guts right so you need someone to hate to, to carry you through, you know, having the satisfaction of, of beating someone. And and those are interesting. I will take that. And, and just so you know, I had been putting pen to paper, planning a campaign, and I had been planning this campaign of, you know, this. Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I had been planning this campaign where you slowly uncover not. Uh. You slowly uncover these facts about this other society that you're interacting with. You slowly uncover the roots of how their society behaves and what they're really after. And as you slowly uncover that, sort of who's the bad guy comes into focus slowly throughout the campaign. And what you guys are telling me is that's too open-ended because you oh, yeah. you don't know in the first session who the bad guy is. And that's, that's no good for where you're at right now. You want to yeah, know who the bad guy, guy is right away.
1: I I think kind of from where we've been at campaign wise, yeah. I think we we definitely need a clear antagonist right from the get go.
2: We don't have to know right from the get go, like, I, like the immediate beginning of the session. No, but by the end of the first session, we need to know who the bad guy is. Yes,
0: and and I had not been thinking of it that way. So so this does help with that. All right. I think I have taken some things away. I think this was a good conversation. Do you guys feel good or do you feel like you've helped me as the GM too much?
2: I feel good.
1: I feel very good. I think there's one other thing you haven't considered yet though, right? So the other thing that's going to be a challenge if we know who the antagonist is right from the beginning, then how do you make sure to keep us on that path towards that antagonist? I don't think it'll be too much of a problem, but I think there may be a little bit of a risk of, of some wandering and meandering by, by the party.
0: Well, you individually wandering and meandering is what makes collaborative fiction, collaborative fiction.
1: Yeah. Good point.
0: All right. This is, this, this will change. This will absolutely change my prep for our upcoming campaign that we are going to record. So you've given me some homework. I'll be honest. As much as I was eliciting feedback, I was hoping to hear what everyone always hopes to hear, which is, no, no, what you have planned sounds perfect. This is totally going to work, and and that's not what I heard. And that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. It's a good reality check before we even start our campaign, which is great. But, uh, man, sometimes feedback can be a bear, even when you think you're ready for it.
2: That's RPG lessons learned.
0: Yeah, I guess I gave you nothing to respond to there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right that's rpg lessons learned thank you for listening people call them post-mortems evaluations appraisals reviews retrospectives we call them lessons learned and we're sharing ours with you